I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, January 25th. Today, the defense will begin its questioning in the retrial of Emmanuel Lopes, who's facing charges in connection with the 2018 deaths of Sergeant Michael Chesna and Weymouth resident Vera Adams. The prosecution rested its case against Lopes yesterday. The state says that Lopes, who was 20 in 2018, hit Chesna over the head with a rock before taking his gun and shooting him multiple times in the head and chest. Prosecutors say Lopes also murdered Adams, who was sitting on a nearby porch. Lopes went on trial earlier last year with his defense arguing he is insane. Jurors began deliberations on June 28th, but could not come up with a verdict, leading the judge to declare a mistrial. State police seized two phones from Karen Reed yesterday as part of an ongoing investigation being conducted by a special prosecutor hired by the Norfolk County District Attorney. Special Prosecutor Ken Mello, who was running the investigation, revealed the developments yesterday. Reed is charged with second-degree murder in the death of her boyfriend, Boston Police Officer John O'Keefe. She's accused of backing over O'Keefe and leaving him to die in a January 2022 blizzard outside a home in Canton. Her lawyers claim she's been framed in a cover-up, but the seizure of Reed's phones yesterday is separate from the murder prosecution. It stems from Mello's probe into allegations of witness intimidation. Mello did not provide additional details. He already made one arrest in his probe. A grand jury run by Mello indicted Aidan Kearney in December. Kearney is the blogger who calls himself Turtle Boy. He faces numerous counts of witness intimidation and other charges. A steady rain greeted people at the Holy Family Church in Duxbury for a memorial service to remember the three Clancy children whose lives were tragically taken one year ago. Lindsay Clancy is accused of killing her three young children, her five-year-old daughter, Cora, three-year-old son, Dawson, and eight-month-old baby, Callan, before attempting to take her own life by jumping out a window on January 24th of 2023. The group With Love from Duxbury held the service. The service honored the children. People offered prayers for their parents, grandparents, and other family members grieving their loss. The 33-year-old Clancy was arraigned in October at Tewksbury Hospital on three counts of murder and strangulation. A plea of not guilty was entered on her behalf. The group is also asking everyone in Duxbury and throughout Massachusetts to be the love and do something kind for another person that will bring them joy. Clancy remains in a state hospital because a judge said she was at a serious risk of imminent self-harm and prosecutors did not object. Since the tragedy unfolded inside the family's Summer Street home on the evening of January 24th last year, Clancy's attorney, Kevin Reddington, has maintained that Clancy, who he called a troubled soul, had been suffering from postpartum depression and that she was over-medicated at the time of her children's deaths. Prosecutors say Clancy used exercise bans to strangle her kids before jumping out of a window in a suicide attempt. First responders located Clancy's three children in the basement, unconscious and with obvious signs of severe trauma. 
The head of the Public Works Department in Holbrook is permanently off the job following an investigation into his hours and work. Keith Nastasia and the town have decided to part ways after questions were raised about him working two taxpayer-funded jobs. He had the DPW job in Holbrook and took an additional full-time job with the state. Ten months and almost $10,000 later, an outside investigation found there was nothing in his contract preventing him from working that second job. It also revealed a lack of documentation and supervision. Nastasia earned $120,000 a year as Holbrook DPW superintendent, where the doors are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., and his contract showed he needed to be available to respond to emergencies at all times. According to the state, his second job, Nastasia, had to be on-site miles away in Weston from 9.30 p.m. until 7 a.m., leaving no time to commute back for the start of the workday in Holbrook. An outside investigation into Nastasia's work found that he had no set hours in Holbrook and that the former town administrator, Greg Hanley, was the person who monitored his work. According to the report, Hanley praised Nastasia's work ethic and told investigators as long as Nastasia's mass dot job didn't violate his contract, he was okay with him working that second job. The hours to perform both jobs add up to some very long days in positions where safety is key. Nastasia told the investigator he can function on four hours of sleep a day and said if there was a town emergency while he was working for the state, he would call an on-call worker to respond. He also said he often put in extra hours in Holbrook and took the state job because of the low pay in Holbrook. Several Boston and Massachusetts restaurants and chefs were announced as semifinalists for the prestigious James Beard Award, including one from Quincy. The James Beard Awards are among the nation's most prestigious culinary honors, honoring those who are creating exceptional food, food media content, and better food systems, while also demonstrating a commitment to racial and gender equity, community, sustainability, and a culture where all can thrive. Chef Lawrence Louis of Rubato Hong Kong Eatery in North Quincy is a semifinalist for Best Chef in the Northeast. The nominees will be announced on Wednesday, April 3rd. Winners will be announced at the James Beard Restaurant and Chef's Award Ceremony Monday, June 10th. A dog named Rupert was rescued by firefighters in Braintree early yesterday morning after the pup fell through the ice. Braintree Fire Department responded about 8.30 yesterday morning to the end of Edge Hill Road at Smith Beach. They found a small dog a few feet out in the water holding onto the broken ice with his paws. The firefighter donned a wetsuit and made his way out to Rupert with a rope and life-saving ring and carried the pup back to shore safely. Rupert's owner was waiting anxiously on the shore. They were happily reunited. There is a new Duncan in Quincy. The new shop opened recently on Franklin Street, replacing a store that was right next door. Quincy Chamber of Commerce President Tim Cahill, Ward 5 Councilor Dan Minton, and Duncan representatives attended a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Duncan made a $5,000 donation to the chamber. The Duncan 
that the new store replaces used to be uh, Mr. Donuts. That was opened by Dunkin' Donuts founder Bill Rosenberg's former partner, Harry Winokur, in 1956. The Mr. Donut chain of stores were converted to Dunkin' stores, except for one in Illinois, but there are still 9,500 of them worldwide. A fundraiser being held tonight to benefit the Archie Wahlberg Foundation in Quincy. Quincy Point Nights will be held at Break Rock Brewing Company at Marina Bay. The event will feature Point Beer on draft and to go, raffles, Black's Creek Barbecue, and more. Entry is free, and all the proceeds benefit the Archie Wahlberg Foundation College Scholarships. The event runs from 6 to 9 p.m., Wahlberg died in 2021. He and his wife, Rosemary, helped found the Head Start Early Learning Center in Quincy Point, which is operated by Quincy Community Action Programs. Governor Healy unveiling a fiscal year 2025 budget yesterday, calling for $56.1 billion in spending. It's an increase of about 2.9% over the 2024 plan. Healy said the average rate of budget growth for the state over the last four years has been about 6.1%, twice as much as her plan. Budget now moves on to the legislature for further discussion and debate. Healy's budget proposal contains many of the plans previewed in her State of the Commonwealth address last week, including record levels of funding for roadways and public transit, a new literacy program for schools, and a campaign for a multi-year investment to make the state a global hub for climate and clean energy technologies. The budget proposal includes what Healy called historic commitments to the MBTA, doubling operating support and establishing a system-wide reduced fare for low-income riders. Bill proposes $127 million more in state operating assistance to the T, where officials continue to sound the alarm about their own budget gaps as they work to overcome a sustained period of service and safety problems. It would also use surtax funding to backstop $1.1 billion in new transportation-related borrowing capacity. That move could steer $300 million in bonds to help the T fix tracks and eliminate slow zones in fiscal 2025, and $800 million for other T and Department of Transportation capital projects over the next five years. Cities and towns could be in line for another boost in local road funding, too. Healy, who on Monday filed a bill calling for $400 million in Chapter 90 funds over two years, also proposes in her budget to supplement the program with $100 million in surtax revenue. The budget calls for increasing unrestricted general government aid to municipalities by 3% and Chapter 70 aid for public education by 4%. A check of business news this morning. Stocks are mixed. The Dow was down 99 points. The Nasdaq rose 55. The S&P is up 3. Asian stocks mostly higher. The dollar and the euro rose. Oil at $75 a barrel. Sports Bruins lose to the Hurricanes 3-2. to and They'll be in Ottawa tonight at 7 o'clock. Celtics are in Miami at 7.30. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, some rain around this morning at a high 51 degrees. Tonight, cloudy, a low 36. Tomorrow, some more rain, a high of 41. Saturday, some showers around in the morning, a high 40. 
Sunday, some light rain may change to snow later in the day. High Sunday, 39. But on the water, waves about a foot. West wind, 5 to 10 knots, becomes northerly later today in a high tide at 11.01 a.m. Sunrise, 7.04, set at 4.48. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for January 25th.